Okay. But we we hear we hear now. I'll double check. But Started at the bottom. Oh, God damn. Now we hear. Ugh. I'm just making the worst monstrosity mankind's ever seen. Do your reading. Uh, welcome everybody to a saintly bowl of dude soup, because I got back from vacation today, and it's all about me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Podcast is about me. All right. And me ye- yelling at people on the internet. I love I love what we've become. Me specifically. I'm glad we've given you a soapbox to stand on. Yeah. And advertisers can work with and they you. Love yeah. They love it. They love. It's great. We want more of it. More. What's happening? What they're having oh, no. a private conversation. Don't that's, worry about that's, it. That's cool. It doesn't involve you. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You need not concern yourself. That's need fine. not concern myself. It's Fallout time. They're Fallout mods. That's cool. Already? Yeah. Already. Uh, my favorite is one. Like, who's talking? Yeah, what is going on? Spool. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the problem is. They're just talking back there. It's distracting. Very loud. Listen, it's this podcast time this podcast isn't about people talking. I like that. I like that we're like, oh, that's kind of distracting that they're talking back there. Um, Meanwhile, we have a 47-inch screen to our right, which is showing Shia LaBeouf watching his own movies. We'll get to that later. Okay. I think the audio is still coming. Fuck, the audio is still coming through the system. Piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. Why? I miss Bruce. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Yeah, that looks good. Ah, uh, we're professionals here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you were saying? Welcome to Repeating Bowl of Dude Soup. Uh, we got Fallout mods! Uh, I was looking today, uh, there's... There's one, the best one, replaces... <sighs> replaces... Thank you, James. Replaces the icon for Fallout 4 with a giant picture of Todd Howard. Perfect. Yes, mods are wonderful. Yeah. Jesus well. Christ, what are you doing to this poor man? What do you mean? What about this poor woman? She was like, um, I'm pretty sure I was married to a handsome guy. He loves eternal. And then he looked in the mirror, mm-hmm. and now this is how he looks. And this oh. is before the bombs dropped. <laughs> Little robot buzzing around back here. He's a hero, okay? He served his country. Not yet. Oh, wait, yes he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, let's see here. Let me, let me poke in some other mods. There's a... Oh, yeah, so... Fallout mods are already happening. That's pretty cool. Uh, but, uh, there was some more information, there was an interview between Lawrence Herb and, uh, Pete Hines at Bethesda, mm-hmm. and they dropped some small tidbits about how mods are gonna work. It's actually pretty cool. It's, they're gonna be hosted on Bethesda Net, which is apparently a thing now. Um, so yeah, Bethesda will host it, and, oh, Jesus. What? And whenever you, uh, like, there will be, he, he described it as, like, you're, you're in the game, and there's a menu option to just look at mods. And then you see a list of mods, and you just hit, I want that, and it downloads it, installs it for you. You don't have to worry about, like, folder structures or, <coughs> Sorry. oh boy, or anything Sorry. like that. Still getting over a cough. That's okay. Uh, so that's neat. I mean, that's kind of the, <coughs> the vision of mods that I think people have always wanted to come to console. The, uh, you don't have to tweak it, you don't have to mess with it, you don't get... Theoretically, they won't conflict with each other, which kind of became a problem in Skyrim at some point for me. Of course. I, I remember, I did a lot of ENB testing. There was like that, it basically replaced the, all the, uh, replaced all the renders for Skyrim and like made it so you could have cool lighting effects and different color palettes and things like that. But after a while, they started to like stack on top of each other, even when I would cycle them out. Mm-hmm. So it got to where there was so much like bloom and lens flares that every time I go outside, I just get blinded and I had to like look away from every light source so the game would be normal. You're like, I did this to myself. Yeah, basically. That's what I kind of like about mods though. It's... You just start layering them, and then they start interacting with each other in weird ways, and provided the game still runs, uh... Who needs mods? Have the perfect man right here. Give him a little splooge on his face. <laughs> God, this poor guy. He's getting- he's getting cum and an open wound on his face! Imagine this face at the bar. Oh, <laughs> Would you like to come home with me? I'll buy you a drink, sir. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's poison! 
Oh, so, man, we've come a long way with video games. That's oh, you're gonna change her now, too? Yeah, yeah. You can change both of them. Alright, make her really beautiful, though. Okay, <laughs> perfect. She's already pretty nice looking. Really beautiful. So, Adam, what have you what have you done in, in the Fallout? What's that? Oh, so I played it. You and I were both playing it on yeah. Xbox for a little bit, and that was... I always feel like it's the demo version of the game. This is the the PC master race and me talking. Yeah, it really you always, is. You always play, I remember this happened with me with New Vegas. I remember one time I was playing the game and it was just always running really slow. Load times are always really bad. You keep thinking, man, I know there's a PC version out there that will run better because mm -hmm. it is kind of performance based. I remember at one point I got on top of a hill and I had a sniper rifle and I aimed at something really far away and the game crashed. <laughs> I was like, all right. So you can't do that in the game uh, without just breaking something that's just in the game. Was this so a 4 or was it a New Vegas? That was Sorry. New Vegas. Oh, okay. And then uh, with 4, we'd been playing it. Everything was going fine. Load times were bad. Uh, you know, it ran at kind of a low frame rate. But, like, in, at the end of the day, Fallout's just kind of a fun game. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, about exploring and, like, doing, like, silly things. Um, but it got to a point I was showing Peak that like, I had some gameplay where uh, there were some explosions and the game just ran at, like, 3 frames a second. And oh, I was like, wow. okay, yeah, it's getting pretty bad. And, like, aiming's kind of hard with the controller and all that stuff. So... I started it last night, and then Bruce texted me at like 9.30 and said, you want to go see Spectre? And I said, yes. So we talk about it on the podcast, and then Bruce has uh, food poisoning, so he can't come in. Oh, man. Did he get that last night? He got it while we were in Austin for Extra Life. Ooh. Um, too much store cheese. Ooh. Yeah. That's uh, why you got to keep it uh, safe. Chipotle James, only. James, Bruce, and Blaine went and got sushi, and then uh, Bruce is the only one who got sick. I wasn't there, Adam. Yeah, he wasn't there. You weren't there? I'm sorry, uh, Joel, not James. <laughs> Something like, with a J. I was like, oh. Uh, I wonder how I like the sushi. You uh, you all start to look the same after a while. God, sushi food poisoning might be the worst food poisoning that exists. Never had it. I mean, it's it's a gamble every time. It's raw so. You are eating raw fish. Yeah. But uh, it's like you can get food poisoning off certain kinds of food. Yeah. Um, and it seems like getting it off raw fish is the worst. I got it off like a peach cobbler once, and that was pretty raunchy. It creates it creates a black hole in your stomach that basically is the source to whatever the food came from. So mm -hmm. if you eat bad fish. Then you're gonna throw up basically the equivalent of an ocean. Oh, just the bottom, just salty. bottom, the sea bottom dweller kind of sea salty coral in there. Blah, but scratchy. if you, would you say what yours was? A uh, peach cobbler. A peach cobbler. So that's like like dirt and soil, yeah. Georgia bark asshole things, racism, bushes flying yeah. right out of my mouth. Nice work making a beautiful woman there. Working on. Um, uh, beauty so, is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> I, haven't played, angry all I haven't played Fallout yet. Are people really upset about how um, how it runs on consoles? Like, uh, are people so vocally I'm, upset? Mm, I, it's I, I, my, it's about my, what you'd imagine. Oh. It, it's, I think it's more about being... It's my <laughs> surprise at people being surprised. She looks like a Maui head. Right. Oh, speaking Maybe. of, I went to a tiki bar. It's pretty cool. Uh -huh. We'll uh, get there. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm just I'm genuinely curious because obviously we've had some big prof high profile releases yeah. this year that oh, have not moves. come out perfectly optimized for every system and platform that they're on. Uh, and now I think I think it is exactly what you would expect. It runs better on PS4, uh -huh. and everybody's like, "Oh, big fucking surprise!" And then there's somebody who's like sliding in to say PC is the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it no. probably is though, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I assume so. I'm just I mean, trying it, to runs, think. it runs at. Uh, there's a weird. Uh, you're seeing all the. Uh, it's also frame capped on PC. I've, I've heard this. Uh, this was also in the mod thread. It's I was like reading. tied to your monitor what? refresh rate. Or I don't know. I just saw it this morning, but. Huh. Yeah, it, it. This is. I don't know. It's so weird. Like, it surprises me that people don't realize that history repeats itself. And you're like, saying, this, are you saying that? This is exactly what happened when Skyrim came out. Like there were something, little something, something never changes. There were issues. What are you saying, Adam? Oh, shut up, Adam. Hate you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like this. This happens all the time. This is every game now. Like I, I'm not saying you should be 
accepting of it or anything like that. It's yeah. just like, just don't be surprised. Also, yeah, Skyrim kind of ran like crap on PS3 and 360. <clears throat> uh, kind of yeah. ran really bad. And I'm, I don't know, were people expecting this to be like better? Maybe because of the next-gen consoles. I think, look, look at what Fallout 3 looked like and then look at what Fallout yeah. 4 looks like. Like, art direction-wise, they look infinitely different, but... They run about the same, about on par, yeah, about relatively speaking. around the time they came out on their you know counterpart of uh, consoles. So. so there are some people that are mad about some things, and sure. and this was maybe last week before people could actually play it. And I think I think to some degree it's that inevitable snapback when people drive themselves mad with anticipation. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And then it's like it's like the dude who's obsessing over the girls, like I love you, I love you, I hate you, I fucking hate you, I love you, I fucking hate you, and they like get really weird about it. So I think to some degree it was that, but people got really mad about the fact that there was that video that came out that shows somebody walking from one end of the game to the other in about eleven minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, because oh. it is geographically, it's a lot smaller. Why is that ear weird? <laughs> Uh, um, god damn it. <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. You got rid of her ear. <laughs> uh, and then, so, yeah, yeah. People are also mad, or rather, the Digital Foundry did what they always do, and they compared all the versions of the game, and they found that uh, Xbox One and PS4 actually perform pretty similarly, but Xbox One has this unique thing where it will just hang for a second sometimes, hmm. and then pick back up. So over, oh, jeez. Overall, uh, overall, PS4 obviously performs better. That's typically... That's the typical case, mm-hmm. but it seems like the differences are actually pretty slight. Per, you know, neglecting that one giant chunk that seems to hit every so often. Personally, I never experienced that, or if I did, it was like I'm just so used to like going, "Oh, it froze for a little bit." I'm just like, for better or worse, that's kind of that's gaming now. Mm-hmm. So I guess my brain just automatically paced over it, or I'm so used to playing on PC that whenever I go to a console, I kind of expect some amount of chug somewhere in there. Maybe I don't know. I think maybe I'm just too accepting. There's some yeah. people on the internet that are like, "No." We gotta hold them to the fire over everything. The menu didn't load right, but it's fine now. But it yeah. didn't load right. I was just curious because I hadn't I hadn't really heard anything. And my generally, voice. when something like something as big as this happens, it's either I mean I I guess it has only been out for a little while, but it, it's like a couple hours at this point. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like it seems like people are like, oh, I'm happy with what I got, for the most part, which uh, is which is impressive. I gotta be honest. Uh, as I, as I've been hinting, I've been I've been out of the loop for mm-hmm. the past couple of days, so. All the all of the parades and fanfare thrown about around Fallout, I've kind of missed out on. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of not in the discussion. I plan to fix that pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, most of what I've seen, it's just like people are excited to kind of get to work, which is a weird weird thing to say. Yeah, they're excited to jump into the mod scene and just start fucking up the game as hard as they can. Uh, and well, I think yeah, you're right. Mostly it's just oh, man, Adam. What? It's mostly people just going around enjoying the wasteland. That's one of the things that that I noticed right away when you know I put in about ten hours on it. I think. And the, the density of the game is way, 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 way better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Fallout 3, there'd be just, there'd be like bombed out houses and stuff, but you go inside and it would just be empty. Maybe there'd be like a dresser with like some bottle caps in it or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I find something. Whereas in 4, you go into like way denser urban areas like Concord, and e- almost every house you can walk inside, and al- almost every house has multiple stories and multiple rooms, and instead of it just being squares that have junk in them, like this is obviously the living room. This was... The den. This was a kid's room. Like, mm-hmm. there's actual artistry and thought put into all interior spaces, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool. Cool. And as, as Adam, you were noticing, you found that one room where there are like two skeletons strangling each other. Yeah, you can go into, um, what's that first town you go into? Uh, when you're in Commonwealth and you find all the Minutemen. Serenity or whatever? <clears throat> oh, oh, that one. I already, I forgot the names because I uh, didn't really get to play anything this weekend because of Extra Life. But, um... Yeah, you find this one room. You just find kind of bottle caps, but there's these two skeletons, str- one strangling the other one, and the, one, the other guy's like, ah, and then there's like a woman off to the corner, 
And there's really, I mean, maybe there's like a text in there somewhere. I didn't find anything, but you sort of piece these stories together of like, okay, clearly there was like a jealous lover mm. or something and maybe he walked in on it, but you kind of create your own story in this universe where like, it, it's really not part of the main story. It's just kind of an interesting tidbit that someone went out of their way to put into the game to make it feel more fleshed out. And I, I enjoy those little things. I don't know. There, there was plenty of that in Skyrim where it just like, it's usually skeleton humor. It's weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I always kind of appreciate that. Has, has anyone gone through to say how long the actual main story campaign is? I'm sure. I'm sure a reviewer has put a number on it somewhere. Yeah, I know. I know that's not really important. I, I just know that, like, fall, what was it? Fallout Three. You, if you just if you didn't get distracted, and the whole game is designed to distract you, but if you yeah. didn't get distracted, you would you could theoretically finish it in like a handful of hours. I guess. I I, I don't know. Leveling might be an issue, but yeah, and I don't know what your rush is because typically the uh, Bethesda games, like the story, is not the best part. Uh, it's always like it's sort of the story you create for yourself and how. Like the unlimited ways, I don't know if it's really unlimited, but like the, the multitude of ways that you can solve any one problem. It's kind of crazy. I don't know. Like yeah. I, yeah. I was watching some guy's um, recap of Fallout New Vegas, and he was doing something there that I had never seen before. And I was like, oh, that's, that's fascinating. I wish I had known about that because <laughs> I just shot everything. Adam, you should start playing the game, by the way. I am playing the game. No, you should this is play the, the actual game. Speaking, oh, speaking of like... not done yet. <laughs> extending your, uh, your play time. That's... I think that kind of, uh, Adam. What? I think that relates to, uh, mm, I'm giving her burns now. Oh, man. What a this beautiful, is how God made her. What a beautiful lady. <laughs> I don't think God put scars on her today. He burn <laughs> scars. Oh, oh seal! <laughs> and I'm never gonna survive unless I get to the shelter. I think, I think those sorts of talking points, like, oh, if you wanted to, you could beat it in six hours, so it's a shitty game. Those are kind of the, the headlines that get pulled out and people yeah, yeah. like to fight about them. I don't think... That's why I'm just saying I haven't seen any of those yeah. headlines, you think there would be, yeah. you know? I mean, the biggest one was like, holy shit, Fallout's so small, you can walk across it in 11 minutes. And, and like a lot of people on various forums and stuff I saw were, were really digging into that and saying like, pre-order canceled, this game sucks, Todd yeah, Howard, how sure. could you? Yeah. Just because it wasn't big-ish. Yeah. Which we've discussed several times. Bigger is not... is almost in universally never better. Yeah, that's true. But also... Uh, I I can empathize with that to a degree, especially when it comes to a game like Fallout 4 or Skyrim or something like that. And especially if it's if you're like in junior high or high school, and this is the one game you get for the next year, mm -hmm. uh, you sometimes you just want it to. Oh man, Good God. sometimes you just want it to uh, to have a lot of meat on its bone, like yeah, that, but, like but that, that lady right there. But size of size of world doesn't necessarily indicate meat, which is something we've always said before. Yeah, but it does indicate padding. Uh, that's one of the things that I noticed um, when traveling through Fallout 4, because I was kind of mainlining the story, like you said, which was actually enjoyable because it got me kind of at behind the level curve, so it was actually challenging, uh -huh. which is not something I'm used to when it comes to Bethesda RPGs. But uh, just like traveling from place to place, the downtime of just moving was a lot, lot shorter. So I did a lot more, and my play experience was more dense, but... If I needed to play that game for a year and a half, and it was the only one I could have, maybe there's something to be said for the quiet solitude of traveling through Skyrim's open world, where it's just valley after valley with nothing much in it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, hey, I'm just throwing out ideas here. Yeah, yeah. I personally don't agree with that, but I can, I can empathize with somebody who, who might think that way, which is, you know, I used to, I used to also eat fast food every day. Gave me the, my wonderful <laughs> physique. I don't do that anymore because I learned that was garbage. It made me hmm. feel terrible. So. Uh, just between this, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, <clears throat> Battlefront, we're in the Overwatch beta, 
Oh, uh, it's getting rough. Starcraft yeah. 2? And I, I know my own. I didn't finish that. Metal Gear. Oh, yeah. Oof. I'm, I'm kind of... Hoo -boo -boo -boo. Yeah. You guys, and you guys are doing pretty well. <laughs> I, I, so I'm trying. I, uh, I'm still playing Batman. <laughs> oh, I haven't yeah. even played Mad Max yet, which I know is not necessarily required for everything, but I haven't played Mad Max. This, this game isn't even on my list. Fallout 4 really? isn't on my list. Um, peak peak uh, last night as we were leaving work was like anyone want to take this if no one wants to take this I'll like I'll play it tonight and I was like I was like the only person I was I I don't even want I don't even want to touch it like I, I, it's not it's not even anywhere within my radar just because I know that I don't have time for it and Jeez. I don't know when I will in the foreseeable future this so, is this is um, one of those games though that I want to just like just sit down for like six hours at a time and just yeah, get right? lost and yeah. that's that's when people talk about like you can beat it in no time like I guess if you're focused and that's what you want to do, like my favorite thing about this game is almost therapeutic where you just kind of go around and you just like pick up items and you craft things. And I think I spent like an hour on the base building mechanic. Where oh, you actually dug into that? <clears throat> oh, totally. It's pretty addicting. And I see that's, that's, I think in microcosm, I had the same reaction that James had to the game and at large where I got to the base building stuff and I was like, nope, never going to touch this. And like if I finish the game and do all the side quests I want, maybe. But yeah. odds are pretty well, low, that's gonna happen. There, there's the part you go to the, uh, <clears throat> funny enough, the named Red Rocket uh, gas station. <laughs> and um, I was... Uh, that's where you can customize I, your power armor. Yeah. Well, you can... Oh, God. So, um, but, uh, so Adam, I, for the, I'm curious, okay, for the power armor... Mm -hmm. Sorry, this is just a really quick question. Sure. Uh, so you have to have one of those, like... Fusion cores. Yeah, well, you, you need that, but you also need, like, the engine lift apparatus to dock it to actually start working on it? I don't know. I, I know you can craft on it and I haven't yeah. got that far yet because you get power armor pretty early but then the fusion core runs out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. um, but then you can like find other fusion cores but I'm like kind of saving it. You don't necessarily need the power armor but it is like pretty fucking awesome when you get to use it. Um, they've made that much pretty cool. It's like using a mech rather than just having power armor that you always wear. Mm -hmm. um, but the base building thing was cool too because now when you do the crafting you can basically dismantle things so there's like a junk junky car you can just break it down into scrap hmm. and i was like cleaning up the area i was like i'm gonna make this place look nice and i was like that's so weird that i'm doing this is that everywhere uh d certain or is it areas. just in like zones where you can craft they okay. have like build areas and like i was like shutting doors and putting up signs and being like this is my home now i live here and it's just it's you form these weird attachments to this game that's a big reason why i like the fallout skyrim series like it truly is like role playing. Like you, oh god, <laughs> it truly me. is role playing. That's My, really interesting, actually. Because so, whoa, I was curious. The game is so input wise, so well tuned to a controller, which is the big reason I never really got into Skyrim. It was like this weird half step. Like Sky UI helped a lot, but yeah. didn't really take it all the way. Whereas Fallout Four, I think, has gone full controller, and in a good way. Like, but it's interesting that they still give you the the like diamond of dialogue options is just mapped to the arrow keys. That was, was weird. weird. It was more for clicking, I feel like. Oh, oh, you think so? Oh, he's still here. I think I have to agree. Yes. Tell me more! Yeah, what happens if you just... Get the fuck out? No. I no, mean, thank you, I'm not interested. Here, we'll do all charisma. There you go. Yeah, obviously. I'm really excited to do a low intelligence run. Uh, like, all luck, one intelligence, all charisma. So you're just like a big dumb idiot that everybody likes. <laughs> Lots of strength. Hope, like, in previous Fallout games, it would change your Her dialogue options. Is hope. <gasps> oh, because that's how I Fair feel when I look at our hope. Yeah. Ah! Look, everyone, it's hope. Ah! <laughs> well, yeah, that's it's really nice when big games like this finally come out. Because for better, 
for the most part, everybody's like, yeah, it's fun. Let's just play it and like stop bickering for a little bit. Just mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Well, Talk about all the cool I, fun I we have. Todd Howard even said <clears throat> at, uh, it was, I don't know, uh, I think it was like QuakeCon or something like that. But he was in this interview and he flat out said, he's like, yeah, most of our sales come from consoles. So of mm -hmm. course they're going to tune it for console controls. Works fine with keyboard and mouse, but the problem with Skyrim is it didn't have the VATS. Oh, the VATS yeah. help infinitely with the controller. Yeah, um, good point. So, like, I don't blame them. I understand where they're going with it, but I don't know. We also live in a world where Shia LaBeouf is just watching is his it, own movies backwards. Is it, is it really that much of a... I mean, I know there's, like, auto-aim <laughs> sometimes that can influence, but generally you can turn that off. How hard is it to translate something from a controller to a keyboard? Uh, you have to you have to do a lot of little tricks like auto aim assist and things like that to kind of help out. I think but it's, isn't that reverse? Yeah, it's in reverse. I that, think if it seems like it's more difficult to take a game like Unreal Tournament or something like yeah. that that's totally tuned for fast twitchy keyboard and then make it accessible to a controller. I, I'm not a game developer, so I don't know this exactly, but it, you would think, right? And yeah. then there's always like weird things where they put in mouse acceleration where you're like, who in the right mind played this and thought this uh -huh. worked? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just. It wasn't a question. It wasn't an ideal solution. It was the one that they had time and money to do. Uh, oh, you don't. You don't have the looks to be behaving like that, ma'am. Uh, She's like that was sarcasm. <laughs> I think, James, to your point, the the issue that I most commonly see in games when you are going from a controller-heavy input method to a keyboard is that it doesn't make any use of all the buttons you have. Mm -hmm. So you have these like tabbed and radial menus, and you have to go through extra steps to get to a screen you might want to get to, whereas if there was a series of direct mappings, you could just hit one button and go right to your map or your inventory. Yeah. Instead of having to pause, go through this menu, switch a tab, and then scroll down to see what you want to see. Um, gotcha. With that said, though, too, when we were at um, we were in Austin, I used the Elite controller. Mm -hmm. I, I took Jax and I was trying it out for a little bit. I was doing way better at Halo with really? that thing. Yeah, because it actually matters. Like, huh? like this thing, the stick, like it it doesn't. I, I'm starting to realize like what I'll start doing is just sort of center my reticle, and I'll just move my character so that the reticle goes over it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, Because my aiming one-to-one... That's one, fine-tune. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my aiming, like, one-to-one -one on a controller is not very good. And, and then right next to it, I had... Uh, I, was sitting, I was sitting at uh, Jeremy's desk, and he had this really nice Razor mouse, and it was one-to-one. -one. We were playing Overwatch, and I was, like, playing his Tracer, and I was like, ooh, 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 fast, fast. This is great. <laughs> so... Which mouse was... Oh. Uh, I don't know. It was, like, a really thin Razor one. I want to try it out huh. um, because, yeah, I'm using this Logitech mouse right now, which is good, but I think it's a little too thick for uh, first-person shooters. And we've been playing a shitload of Overwatch, so. Yeah, this is... Uh, Can you get that Overwatch is, brand into Overmouse? It's funny to think about how... Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah. I, might, I might have to. Like, oh, I, hate, I hate being one of those dudes that is like, oh, Death I need, a pretty I need good my mouse. super good mouse or whatever. No, it makes a difference. It does make a difference. I, I've been playing Overwatch here a little bit when, when we play, like, on lunch or whatever. Um, and uh, and then I've been playing at home, and at home I just have a plain old, boring two a button with Logitech. a scroll wheel, oh, okay. yeah, well, Logitech mouse. And here I have I have a, a what is it, the Death Adder? Yeah, yeah. I hate that name, but I'll be damned if it doesn't actually make a huge difference. Hey man, it's razor if nothing, extreme. if nothing for the sake of like melees on melees on mouse and keyboard games are like such a huge deal, like. Trying to go from WASD to like C or V or oh, F or G, yeah. depending on you need how those you thumb have buttons. it set. Uh -huh. And if you can just do it from your thumb, it makes all the difference. Because you keep shooting, you keep moving, you keep everything's happening all at the same mm -hmm. time. And so it's it's crazy how much of a difference it's I'm, it I'm finding that thinner mice are better for me. 
Um, yeah, like this one, like the way I hold it, I hold mice like it's yeah, this yeah. weird thing. Like I hold it like that. Yeah, well, your it's one strange. over there is pretty chunky. It's really big. It's that, really that's, big. That's more for like Photoshop. It looks like you got a bit yeah. of a claw it's grip really going nice. on. Yeah, it, it's so. And it's funny too because I have two mice at my desk. I have the uh, the Naga for all the buttons on the side for when we play Smite, mm -hmm. and then the Logitech for everything else. It's like. Truly, we live in a great time where I can have two mics. Lots of options. <laughs> well, fellas. Really sad. Uh, another thing that makes a drastic difference that you may be skimping on is your shave. Okay. Uh, and if, if perhaps you feel like there's a better shave experience out there for you, and especially that is true if you're using disposable razors and shitty shaving cream, you should try it at Harry's, which is a uh, Razors by Mail service, and they're also a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, Harry's is the official partner of the Movember Foundation, and will be donating money and helping raise awareness for men's health. So if you are deciding to join in that cause, Harry's would like to partner with you and help you keep your November Movember trim, neat, and proper. Uh, Adam, you've participated in Movember before, yeah? I did, and I feel really bad. Uh, Danovic hit me up a while ago, and we just got super busy with stuff, and he asked if we wanted to be a part of it. And it didn't help that you spat in his face. I, I yeah, did, and then weird. I also, yeah, I kicked him and then um, threw stuff at his car. That was unwarranted. Sure I, I, I was just, we were getting super busy with uh, work stuff and life stuff, so it, it, it was. I'm just not sure I'm going to have the time to grow out my facial hair. I'm sorry. Well, no, I think it's more, <laughs> I, just, I think you have to <laughs> shave everything and then wear it. Um, and I felt bad because it was, it was mostly because extra life was kind of taking over. Um, ah. And we've been super busy with video stuff. So, uh, you should grow out. You look like a sheriff when you have a mustache. Nice. I, I'm hoping one day we can do a western Ooh. Um, so that I can be a cowboy. And then Joel can grow out his weird little pedo stash. Bull can grow out his stash. And yeah. I can finally wear my Cowboys of Moo Mesa cosplay. Oh, man. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Fresh off the toilet. Hey, guys. Hey, it's it's fresh down in there. So, <laughs> real quick. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, Bruce. Go ahead. You don't look good. You smell uh, like someone who's been hovering over a shitter. Yeah. <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> Harry's, uh, they, they're the. The razors are actually great. They're really heavy. It makes you feel manly. Mm -hmm. uh, the shave cream is wonderful. The aftershave is great. Uh, I, I actually bought like expensive sandalwood shaving cream, and my girlfriend's like, "Don't use that." So I'm sticking with Harry's. Thank you, Harry's. Uh, and the starter set is actually a pretty amazing deal. So they say with our code "Dude," you can get the starter kit for just ten bucks. Uh, that includes a razor handle, three blade cartridges, and your choice of shaving cream or foaming shave gel delivered to your door. And shipping is free. So and and also you don't have to. You don't have to subscribe right off the bat. You can just pay your 10 bucks, get your kit, and try it out and decide if you want to keep going. So uh, go to harrys.com uh, as a special offer for our fans. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with code DUDE. That's uh, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com <laughs> and use our code DUDE. So thank you, Harry's. Thank you very also, much. God bless Bruce for vomiting every bit of liquid in his body. Yeah. Still, somehow still coming He's to dry. work. Dry Bruce. Yeah. I don't know what, man, this is like the third day of food poisoning yeah. that I've had. I don't, Dude. I, you should um, contact J.J. Abrams, see if you can see Star Wars early. <laughs> Dying? Boy, yeah. That's a really uh, good idea. That guy died, so. <laughs> what? What's that guy actually died. Oh, he did? Yes. Wait, which, really? The guy who saw Star Wars early he, died did, did he like today. Though? Yeah, he saw it. Oh, that's oh. great. Did he just like, wait, did he lay back and fade away and then his clothes just kind of? <laughs> I, I, uh, I, no. I always, I, always wonder, I always wonder with those situations. He shit himself. <laughs> and then they had to clean it up, and then they had to I, bury the body. I worry about those sorts of situations where, like, so, so J.J. Abrams looks over and like, did you like it? And the guy goes, eh, it's okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then it's he not, died. Not worth dying for. I, I literally just, the other day, read a story about a little girl who wanted to see Up mm. and had a terminal disease. Aww. She saw Up 
and then died like hours later. Oh. These movies are killing people. No. Oh. It's the movies they're doing. No, they're surviving for that. It's like a widow that uh, has, you know, like, oh, not a widow. She's not been widowed yet. I was going to say, or she's that, waiting for... The couples, are, yeah, the couples are really old, and then one of them dies, and then uh -huh. the other one dies like two days later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're waiting. Because they pull a dresser down onto themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Can we outlaw movies? That was that was a line. No. Movies that, don't kill people. Well, that was a, that was a line in Spectre where... Um, Nice Spoiler, segue. James yeah, Bond is like, hey, Monica Bellucci, saw. I want to have sex with you. And he goes, she's like, okay. Because yep. he says that line where he's like, uh, <clears throat> the number one cause of death is like, hey, babe, want to fuck? <clears throat> God damn, my throat. Boy, he's, he's We're all dying. He's James Bond. I was thinking that in the movie, just how fucking smooth he was, because. Obviously, he's an actor and he's got lines and stuff, but he comes up to her just so so perfectly. Comes to a funeral, to the uh, yeah. the woman's funeral of the husband. She she just killed her husband or whatever, and then he goes, she didn't. Well, I'm sorry, sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. He killed her husband. Oh, spoiler! Well, he was the very attention. beginning of the movie. Yeah, kicks saying. him out of a fucking helicopter. He kicks he kicks him out and he walks up and he goes, she's like, what business are you? He's like, life insurance. My like, guy's so fucking smooth. He's really smooth. God, he's really smooth. Well, he's like a baby's bottom. Yeah, they made a lot of movies about how smooth he is. Yeah, I'm surprised that this is still surprising you. <laughs> uh, I've only I, <laughs> I've said this before. I've only seen like three or four. Uh, oh man, so I'm really curious what you thought about Spectre. I like too. Good this God! Is the, this is the difference between uh, you James must have been confused Bond by most of that Jason film. Jason Bourne, by the way, Jason Bourne oh, yeah. is not smooth. That's no, true, you're right. He just kind of grimaces like, and, uh, and then he grabs a woman's breast and goes, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> then he beats a dude to death with a book. Yeah, it's very, very brute force. Well, no, he uh, J Jason Bourne gets it on with the chick from Unlola Run, and then within oh, yeah. five minutes of the, the second movie, Franca she Potente? gets shot in the head. Uh, yeah, but it t that's what I'm saying. It takes him forever. And the whole time she's like, you can fuck me anytime you want to. He's like, uh, uh, uh. It's because he's an inhuman killing machine. Yeah. So the one, it's interesting to, because there's been a lot of like, oh, this is the new Bond. Like the Ethan Hunt of Mission Impossible, the Jason Bourne, sure. Jack Bauer, whatever. What I like about Bourne is that his power is just like using a city's infrastructure. It's, it's almost mm. diehardy in that way. Like he gets around and escapes mostly by just knowing like the bus schedule yeah. and having a, a watch. And I always thought that was pretty cool. Like... It, it reminded me of the first, like the scene in Casino Royale when Bond is escaping the hotel, and all he does is just kind of jump over the railing and walk on that little sconce. And I'm just like, man, I really like the idea that a spy's power is in being able to go where most people don't look. And for Bourne, it was just like, just getting on the train at the right time, yeah. and I'm I'm out. Well, James Bond is always fucking up because he goes places and he goes. And they're like, what's your name? He goes James Bond, and this is my social security number. <laughs> I'm gonna blow something up. There is there is a point in. Um, I'm pretty sure both Quantum of Solace and uh, Casino Royale, where they go, all right, we're undercover. What's the plan? He's like, I've got a plan. Follow my lead. And he goes, I'm James Bond. I'm a spy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, it's, man, it's, it's so weird. So I guess we can get into it. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did. Okay, good. I so did. we all saw it. That's great. Oh man, what a, oh. So I'm really glad that I've been, I've been trying to watch older Bonds because that movie is crammed with like literal and also meta references to other bonds. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also tries to like it tries to be everything. And and it's such a tr it's such a cliche thing to say like it's trying to be the ultimate bond movie, but I really think it was. Like it was it was trying to provide closure and an interesting conclusion to the four Daniel Craig bonds. 
It was also trying to. Also, he's on, under contract to do a fifth one, so he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's they, not over. Oh, they've been talking about it. The, the way they ended. No, not, not, I'm going to spoil it, but like that makes sense though. It, it felt like like wow, they're done. Oof, yeah, that that should have been it. Damn, I thought he was. Oh, I thought See, he was out. That's the thing. I think that's a reference that a lot of people are missing. Yeah, Tonner Majesty's Secret Service. So, so I've got uh, a comparison for you guys that I thought about last night after I saw the Born movie. Identity. While you're going, <laughs> 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 I'll tell you. I'll tell you kind of what I what I thought. So. Um, I think Skyfall is the is the Dark Knight. I think Skyfall is the Dark Knight. I, don't, I actually don't think Skyfall is as good as Dark Knight, but I think the movies are very similar in terms mm -hmm. of a trilogy. Okay. Uh, and then this is Dark Knight Rises. I think Spectre is Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, uh, that's interesting. Dark Knight Rises is a little more explosive, a little more like big, kind and of like totally confused. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, like I, I disagree, but regardless, either way, it's one of those things where I feel like it's a larger movie and it's Do got larger. You disagree themes. with your own comparison? No, no, he was disagrying with me. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. With Lawrence, but, gotcha. Um, but regardless, either way, I think that that's that's the way I looked at these. These films. Now, you could say that Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace are Batman Begins. Um, that's the way I, I, would, I would look at it because they're 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 back to back movies. They're, they literally start right after the other one, which I always thought was cool. But um, it's it's a quadrilogy in the sense that there are four movies, but it feels more of like a trilogy to me. Uh, if you watch Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace back to back, um, that's the, that was the way I, I looked at it. I don't know. Could I be? Am I wrong? I, no. I think that's incredibly accurate. Oh, um, I feel very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and again, this is my once personal you, yeah, opinion. Once you get James's but validation I can on tell you, thing. I've seen every single Bond movie. There you have. I'm very familiar with the Bond franchise. I'm a huge fan of the Bond franchise. I really liked Spectre, and I think, I oh. think there's an interesting thing here Oops. where people's expectations for uh. movies get in the way of what the movie is actually. I think that's to very be. true. Yeah. And I think this is the same thing that happened. This is what Bruce and I, for a long time, for years, have been talking about. Happened with. Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. which is that people were like, they they made it unrealistic. It's not realistic anymore. It's like, dude, it was never realistic. All right, it it's had about a guy a named Batman. Batman. It had a secret ninja clan that destroyed the Roman Empire <laughs> using poison gas made from flowers that saw, made you see your worst fears. It was never realistic. Yeah. Well, it was gritty and it took itself a little bit more seriously. I think I think we've talked about this too. There's a difference between um, what's perceived as realistic and believable. Hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. They're, they're, like, oh, sure, people, yeah. I think people get the two mixed up. Yeah, yes, they, they definitely do. But yeah. I'm just saying, when people were like, oh, he fixed his knee using a thing, <laughs> uh, 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 the thing, it's like, yeah, he yeah. also flies around the city. Yeah, like, but... like, yeah, no shit, he fixed his thing. They, they hung him from a rope, and now his back's okay? I, that's not how you fix a, fix a broken back. And it's like, it none of this matters. This is all a moot point, and it doesn't hold any weight when you're comparing it to a world that has already shown that there is a ninja clan that destroyed the Roman Empire. Like, and so, like... There's a bunch yeah. of stuff like that, and so I think this is very similar, where people are people felt... I've read positive and neg negative reviews of Spectre, hmm. and people are like, it's just not, it's not Casino Royale. Casino Royale was like not. James Bond in, in this, and it's like, while that's true, I'm this is the fourth one. Yeah. I don't want to see Daniel Craig moping around. Yeah. For another whole movie and a movie that takes itself so seriously. Mm -hmm. Like and, and by the way, Skyfall is awesome, but it is absurd. Yeah. And the villain doesn't make any sense yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> so when you introduce a new villain and you go in, in Inspector and a lot of people are saying, This villain doesn't make any sense. His his plan is not logical. His motivations are unclear and stuff like that. It's like he's a Bond villain. Yeah, yeah. he has yeah. A, a compound. He wants to control the world. Also, I'm curious to see what they say is illogical about his Whoop. motivations. Because I mean, like, they, well, I think their their problem is it's spelled out, and it's like it didn't need to be spelled out, and it's like if it didn't it need to be did. spelled out, and they still spelled it out, that's not their fault. Yeah. Yeah. That just means you didn't like their answer for what they were spelling I, out. I think you can also look at it one of two ways as well that they 
either one they retconned it or they planned it to have this no, like it. this they, overarching. They've, been, they've been planning it. They've been planning it for for a very long time, and I've I've known that, and that's what I what I was telling you last night when. <laughs> Uh, they released Skyfall. They're like, this isn't part of the trilogy. Don't worry about this movie. It's just a throwaway. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. They said that about Skyfall. Yeah, like people, I, I, people said I, that. I, I, oh, I read that a couple yeah. of times, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like, why? Why would they do that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so when they, when Skyfall released, it was like, this is a self-contained Bond movie. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, but then I'm glad that Spectre came back to it and yes. started, you know, started so talking to Spectre it. Spectre has incorporated the last three movies more than any yes. of them. Yes, it, absolutely. it absolutely did. And I think I think it it gave weight to some of those other movies too. Now the yeah. thing is. They did not sit down when they were making Casino Royale and they said, this is the plan for the next four films. Yeah. This is how we're going to reach that point. And I think for some reason people think that's a logical thing to do when you're starting a new franchise that you're yeah. going to say, like, you're going to pull a Marvel. Yeah. And, and the problem is, and we know where my stance is on that, when you try and do that, then you start ne like neglecting the movies you're actually making mm -hmm. in favor of it's building towards Spectre. Or whatever, right? So Spectre isn't this Avengers type movie like it could have been if they were planning it four movies ahead. But that means that we got to have three movies leading up to it that were all really, really good in their own unique ways, mm -hmm. right? And so for me, that's my biggest problem. I, I loved all of the references. I think there's a difference between homaging ah. things and calling back to things. Yeah. A callback is basically what they do in every single Terminator movie since Terminator 2, <laughs> where they just have lines. Arnold in a situation to, they put him in a situation so that way he can say, I'll be I'll back. Be back. Yeah. Or they put, they get Kyle Reese's character to say like, come with me if you want to live, or like, they just, they just throw it in there. They yeah. just create the situation. They know what line they want to use and then they throw it in there. It's not natural, it doesn't make any sense. It's just a callback and I don't, I think it takes you out of it. I think it's a different thing when you have a movie like Spectre mm -hmm. and you put Daniel Craig in a white tuxedo jacket yeah. like Roger Moore wore like all the time in all of his movies, which is that like his unique look, and then you have him get into a close quarters battle on a train with a giant henchman type thug. Yeah. 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 Right? These with, are like, homages. silver on his like thumb. Oh yeah, yeah. Well there was even nails. there was even like a second level like I thought that was the most clever reference because the manner in which he dies references the movie Jaws, which is named Jaws, which is another villain that's in the Bond films. So I was like, holy shit, is, am I reading too much into that? Or is that like seriously a second level meta reference wow. to a Bond and, thing? Wow. And I think there's things where it is, it is the, when they think of it beforehand and they go, the, we are going to intentionally do this. The cat was a little blunt though. Like there were some things that are just, <clears throat> remember that thing? Now it's gone. Like it yeah, I know, but I mean that that whole sequence yeah, was right. an homage, you know? So like- That's true. Like, but it's more than winking, it, winking at the camera and going, Get it? We've seen the movie you've seen too. It's like, <laughs> we understand the movie that you've seen, and now we're trying to integrate it in ways that aren't just showing you clips from the past of it. And, and Spectre had that, and for a lot of the negative reviews I've read are saying that took them out of it, and yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, it's the most subtle way to do it. Well, also, we have to think that like, the people that are watching this movie aren't all 50 years old. Yeah. Like, they don't all know every single James Bond. I think most people, you know, again, they're trying to make this to appeal to a mass audience that hasn't seen every single James Bond yeah. film. They know that those are tropes, but at the same time, they may not know every single trope. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, like, for example, the torture scene I knew obviously was from a James Bond film, you know, a number of them. But at yeah. the same time, it was really, really fucking scary. Yeah, I hated was. watching it because I felt so, like, I felt so disgusted yeah. when, they were, when they were doing it. But also, it took, this is the fourth film it took to, like, build up to that torture scene. Yeah. We were, Bruce and I were talking about this last night where hmm. they had a torture scene in Casino Royale. But it was just, oh, you that's know, true. it was just Hannibal knocking his balls around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Like, and he even like 
they're kind of making fun of the trope of like right. he's like all you need is a chair and a piece of rope that's it and then uh, <clears throat> they built up to this scene where like it was super intricate yeah. and it was this crazy torture scene but it, like Bruce was cringing the whole time oh, I saw him or maybe worst. he was trying to not throw up it was both, <laughs> it was both. <laughs> yeah. so this is also for me the first time I can think of where the tone of James Bond has changed within an era Oh, right? yeah, so yeah. each era is the actor performing it, right? This is the first time where the tone has shifted within an era. So it, when there is another Daniel Craig James Bond movie, it can be yeah. whatever it wants to be. And that's awesome because normally we've gotten to this habit where it's like, well, we have to recast James Bond. We have to wait, we have to wait six years until people have kind of forgotten about the tone that we set forth before, before we can change it and do it a different way. And it's like, no. Yeah, they're forcing this, it to be all of those things. This is one time. I think, I think Sam Mendes was like, why can't I make a fun James Bond movie? Yeah. Like, why can't I make a fun throwback spy film? You know, mm-hmm. I haven't seen uh, The Man from Uncle. Which uh, I've I really heard, want to watch that. Damn. Which I've heard is a is that movie. Mm. I've heard really good things about it, and I've heard it is that like throwback spy film, kind of mm. like Kingsman was. You know, um, but uh, I haven't seen it. And I'm just excited. I'm just glad Daniel Craig didn't have to mope around, and they didn't feel like we need to kill off someone important to can- Daniel Craig. Like. Yet again to yeah. like keep things going, yeah. um, and I enjoyed all of the homages to James Bond things because I wouldn't, I didn't feel like they were talking to the dumbest person in the audience. Yeah, they were talking to me, huh. which not saying that I'm the smartest person in the audience, but I'm very familiar with the Bond franchise and I kind of adore all of it. So you know, I I'm glad that that's the audience that they chose to design those things for. Well, it's so weird because you were talking about expectations, and I feel like. Like, I know that you and I had a different reaction to, like, the opening scene of Kingsman. I, I felt like that established tone. I feel like I feel like Spectre lets you know very early what kind of movie it's going to be. Like, when the building falls over and he lands on a couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah. ah, that's the kind of Bond we're yep. dealing with. Yep. And it establishes, a, like, it's it's like this the establishing action scene. So I'm like, okay, well, I've, well, I've all, course corrected and I know what to expect. All the last four films, the opening scene has always been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, even, even Quantum of Solace. Yeah, Quantum like, of those car chase. It just yeah. starts off with that car chase. It kicks your ass. But the, um... What's Skyfall open with? Uh, Skyfall. I just remember that like awesome whip ass fight in like the Skyfall. the dark. Just Skyfall's the train. Skyfall is the him get oh yeah the train shot fight on the train. That's right. Yeah. I mean before that they're motorcycling yeah, across yeah. And they also have that uh, the caterpillar that destroys a train car and he yeah. hits it into the it's it's amazing. It's an yeah. Amazing but stuff. then this one has this uh, um, they're doing the uh, the Day of the Dead festival in uh, Mexico City. And they do this one shot that's like ten minutes yeah, long. Yeah, that was really impressive. And it, it's cut in a very, you know, like the, there's obviously they're hiding the cuts of the she one shot, but yeah. god damn, it's good. And you're like, you, there's no dialogue, there's nothing. You're just like, what's happening? Just remember, that even that's, before that, there's in that shot when the camera pans away to her and then snaps back to him, and he's already changed into a suit, yeah. and it happened in like ten seconds. Yeah. I was like, okay, I like we're dealing with supernatural bond. Well, so I, I, here's the thing, I, I think because like you're saying, the tones changed over the movies. I totally agree, but. Also, at the same time, they did they did tell it. Like, I remember reading about Casino Royale a lot when it first came out. And they said that this was going to be like a grittier James Bond than the James Bond that is just learning. Mm-hmm. So if you follow all four movies, he's actually learned and he's gotten better at his craft. Yeah, and yeah. And, and to me, that's, that's what Skyfall and this movie, because Skyfall even, he's a little more brute force. Like, the, the woman dies in the middle of uh, Skyfall mm-hmm. and, like, he didn't prevent it. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, fuck, well, that happened. And then in this movie, he's, he's sort of able to to make everything work. And I think that that's something that he's learned across the, the four movie quadrilogy, which I thought was really cool and it makes sense to me. Yeah. It makes sense that he is now so suave and debonair and he never fucks up because he's been, had these three movies to learn. There, there's a point in the movie where 
there's a scene in Skyfall where he's trying to get his shooting back and they make a point of saying like M lied to him about how good he is of a yeah. shot because she need, she knew she needed him in the field but he isn't as good as he used to be and could be, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this movie, they make a, they make such an explicit point of he takes an an automatic yeah. weapon. Shoots it with one hand. One shot, one shot to some dude who's like a mile away. Yeah. And that that to me is such a clear message of going like See, he's he's got it. Like he's he's, he's, he's back. He's 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 good. Yeah. Like, well, I feel like got it. even that scene was kind of tongue in cheek because he's firing an automatic rifle with one arm and just like mm-hmm. gunning dudes down, and then blows up the entire compound with like one, one bullet, bullet hitting a pipe. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, that's what I'm saying. Though. They're just like standing there, and there's this giant nuclear comical explosion, and I'm like, this movie is insane. And it did the same with the helicopter yeah. too at the very end yeah. of the movie. So, oh and, God, you're right. Because yeah. I, I was like, well, I, you know what I appreciated though. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, spoiler alert: he shoots a helicopter and it goes down, but he shoots a helicopter, it doesn't, it doesn't explode like the A team. That's what I appreciated. <laughs> like, it, he shot it, and I was like, please don't explode, please don't explode, and it didn't. He shot it, and it basically, like, it sort of screws up an engine, and the thing has to crash land, which I was like, okay, cool. That's a little more realistic, yeah, yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah, I, 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 the thing is, I, I came out of it, and I was like, man, I really enjoyed that. I had, a, I had a great time. I'm glad that I didn't feel so, I don't know if the right word is jaded, but I didn't feel so blah to There is love saying. in the afterlife. But I, I will say, <laughs> it wasn't perfect. There were a couple things that I wasn't crazy about. Oh, I didn't think crazy. that it had some of the visual spectacle that... Uh, Skyfall had yeah, it didn't. like the sequence in Skyfall when he's going to the uh, Chinese casino. That's yeah, beautiful. It's amazing yeah. when he's in Shanghai fighting the sniper. That was really those. Cool. Those are all these like, like the visual shots behind. and yeah. stuff yeah. that are just super, super amazing. Um, this didn't really have any of that. The Day of the Dead stuff is great, yeah. but then after that, it's like, and this is what happens. This is why winter James Bond movies kind of burn out for me because they don't have that spectacle, and this mm. is more of a winter James Bond movie. And then it's also two and a half hours. It could have been a solid two ten. So that's that's what I said to Adam because I, when Skyfall came out, I was like, "This is the greatest James Bond." I was like, "This it's too long. Skyfall's too long." Yeah. And and this movie is also too long. Yeah, yeah. they're both too long. I, think it, like, I was reading the trivia. I think it, it clocked in at the longest James Bond movie of like all time. Two hours and forty five minutes or yeah. something, right? Like, really, it's wow. it's really long. And they're both just way way too long. They're like there are a bunch of different scenes where like they're just staring at each other, and I'm just like. I, I yeah. get it. Like I get, the, I understand the character development. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Though, though there is one scene I will t- I will say without spoiling it. There's one scene that is paced perfectly, where it's like they're having a moment, and then boom, something happens, yeah, and, and yeah. it's like it's like almost timed exactly where you're about to go. Like, uh, yeah. But before you can do that, something happens. Yeah, you're like, oh, that was perfect timing. I okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, There's so, actually a really good shot establishing that particular scene as well. Mm-hmm. Assuming that, assuming that we're thinking about the same. Um, scene. But yeah, so I. It's a train scene. Yeah, I thought yep. I thought Spectre oh, yeah. was great when the like the, the dead on from the table and the totally symmetric shot that yep. kind of yes. sets that up. Yeah. I was like, um, oh right, Sam Mendes I, uh, like occasionally you remind us that you're you really might, good at. You might want to record a little thing before we start talking about Spectre that there's a lot of Spectre spoilers. Oh yeah, uh, or yeah. just or just, we'll just put it in the description. I mean, we're not we're not spoiling anything about the hey, story, man, right? <laughs> we're just talking generically about the shots and the fact that there are fights. I would I would like to believe that somebody assumes that all the things we yeah, said would be in the movie. Yeah, except anyway. that I would say that I would say that. I would have to concede that, like, the narrative structure is mm. the only thing, kind ah. of really thing, because the pacing is so all over the place that you're like, I don't know when this movie's going to end. Okay. Like, is this the ending? I don't know. So, ah, like, I see what you stuff mean. Stuff like that, I feel like, could it's throw funny. people for a yeah. James Bond even says, 
this isn't the end. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is which is hilarious because I was like, fuck. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh man, how he, much? He looked at Bruce Green and said, "Strap in, boy." <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of felt like uh, Return of the King. Oh, yeah. It's like ending yeah. four, ending yeah. five. Yeah. For me, for me, it was kind of Dark Knight, where I was like, "Is it is oh, done?" Too. Yeah, no, yeah. it's we're still going. Yeah, except, yeah. except like the extra ending of Dark Knight, I was like, "Yes, fuck yes," yeah, and yeah. now mm, not quite as enthused yeah. by the end of Spectre. Still enjoyed it, but yeah. Uh, well, if you. <laughs> If you, uh, instead of watching long movies, want to spend uh, 18 hours at a stretch playing Fallout, perhaps you should equip yourself with some Mac Weldon underwear. Ooh. Nice. Because it is antimicrobial and will keep your crotch smelling wonderful. I'm wearing mine right now. I am too. Uh, nice. I think I am as well. Look at that. God. Oh, no, not today. Mac boys. Mine was yesterday. Adam's arm is in the way. Oh, sorry. There we go. I, nice. Good shot. I would, but uh, I just got done traveling, so all my underwear are dirty, including the ones I'm wearing. But Ooh, Mac Weldon makes for, make for pretty good travel underwears. Uh, because boy, they stay fresh. Uh, Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I can attest to that. The website's pretty clean. It's easy to buy your underwears. All the products are naturally antimicrobial, something we already mentioned. So even their shirts uh, will resist stank. Which, man, what? I have some. I have some favorite T-shirts. I think that's pretty obvious. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, if you you skip one deodorant day and you got to do some scrubbing. To get that get that boy funk out of it. Uh, that's not an issue with Mac Weldon, though. Uh, they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can return it, and they will still refund. Or sorry, uh, they will refund you, no questions asked. Um, you can still keep it too. So they are so confident in their product that they basically have a money back guarantee, and you even get to keep the underwear if you are dissatisfied, which probably won't be because we like our underwears and you will too. Uh, no, 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 this is Mac Weldon do underwear, it's socks and shirts, but they perform. Uh, so go to MacWeldon.com and get twenty percent off using promo code DudeSoup. Your genitalia will thank you. And uh, perhaps a, a certain significant other in your life. Because I've been told my ass looks wonderful in those things. Oh, mm. that's nice. I get told that a lot anyway, so... I'm I, bragging now. You? Yeah, I'm just... Did you say that to him? Mostly you me. gotta stop saying that to him. Why? It looks he's great. He's gonna get a big head. If it looks... If I see an ass that looks great, I'm gonna say, Hey, listen, ass. You look great. <laughs> well done, ass. Are you calling the person an ass? What's it's happening? a column A, column B. Like, oh, okay. like, it's cool. Fallout has Wait, color now. splashing there happening, though? That's Why aren't a, that's you a glitch. That's I think a glitch. that's the... Yes, don't look away from the glitch. <laughs> Perfect game. Oh. Huh? I mean, this, this whole game... You're just flopping around, no big deal. I, I've got some game capture on the uh, the Xbox version where one dude, he's like, Hey, good night, and takes a nap, and he's just floating in the air. I was like, <laughs> alright, this is what we're dealing with. I, I love it's that. It's a Bethesda game. Yeah, I like yeah. It too. It, it's... I think it's fun. It's people got all bent out of shape about Assassin's Creed, but for me it never ceased stopped my playing of oh, the shit. Oh, oh man, my that's god. It's a, a big one. Oh, it's a Marlin. Oh, oh. Aren't you vatsing? Vats. I don't know how to use vats. That's how I feel. Don't know how probably to use vats. probably V. Space. Is it, no, is it space? Yeah. Tab? They change it in every fucking game. Space. Hit space. Not, uh, space is jump. Hit so. space. Tab. Try C. E? I tried C. E. Q. Maybe E. F. Tab. Q. Shift. Control. Your dog is in trouble. Hold on. Shoot the We're shoot stuck the in this menu. Fucking hell. I should probably just look at it. What is Vats? Why is Four. that so difficult? I don't know. I, I mean, I played on controller, You gotta so. heal that yeah. dog. Middle mouse. But you don't have to. Yeah, he, he picks no, himself No, it's not up. V. We already tried it. V for Vats? There we go. Got him. We did nice it. job. It's not. Yeah, it's well. You already you did it, Adam. Good job. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you don't really need it so much when... God, I hate the fucking menu system. Okay. But yeah, I... I, I hope Ten people aren't getting bent out of shape at... Q. Q. The one... I hate Q. Isn't that reload? Maybe it was, uh... Changed the key button. Mm. Did you heal your dog? Look at that. No, he'll get back up. Oh, yeah. I learned <laughs> that. Really Don't give the impacts of the dog. Yeah, they they regenerate. <clears throat> Ooh, you got one bobby pin. Yeah, make it count. Nope. Oh, wiggle, wiggle, oh, wiggle, oh, wiggle, oh, wiggle. Oh, Don't break that bobby it. pin. Huh? Don't force it. So if you yeah. if you escape, I think it restores the health on your bobby pin. If it's I anything. don't think it does anymore. Oh, actually. really? They fixed it. 
Man. But yeah, I, I love I love glitchy games because hey, I don't know. Maybe, I, I, maybe I don't take them as seriously as I should. Well, if they break the game, if yeah, it's yeah, impossible yeah. to play, but if it's just a, if it's just a dude levitating in the, the sky, doesn't have any skin on his face. Yeah, it's funny. Then you should just enjoy it. You've I chosen to, to to a point. I even prefer that because it's it's it, it adds a weird sense of charisma and humanity. Like if it's if it's this perfectly polished, pristine thing, hmm. it's like okay, that's it's almost like a McDonald's burger. Like they worked on it so much and codified it so much that. It almost doesn't feel like a human being made it, because to me, things that oh, are made are just a little, little rough around the edges, and you can kind of see the humanity through that. Whereas if you have a game where somebody's like, Thank you for helping me find my cat, and then I'm gonna go to sleep now, and then they just like hover into the sky, I'm like, Cool. Yeah. My precious narrative! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, that's the thing. The illusion is broken! Fallout's more about gameplay and less about narrative, so. Mm -hmm. Now, it's been a while since I've given a fuck about any game's narrative. Yeah. Well, Spec well, up the Lines was pretty good. Eh, a lot of people were upset about uh, the Halo video on the no, where Adam said that Master Chief doesn't. Oh die. yeah, we spoiled it. Yeah, I, I except was, I was talking about Halo Three. Yeah, I mean, and it's not yeah. a spoiler to say something doesn't happen. I guess it is in a way. Maybe. It's so what weird. were you thinking? What, you, I I, op I opened into boy. a discussion on the subreddit with some oh, real, people man. about it, trying to desperately understand. <laughs> Died and I kind of do. Sugar bombs. And they made uh, a lot of a lot of people made a very educated point, which is that the marketing of the game That's true. does push to a a dangerous conclusion between Locke what? and and it does. The, the, it mar imply. the marketing was it's also a straight up lie. Yeah, the marketing was like sometimes it's a little off. Like I've seen it like with Reach and Halo Three, where it's like, well, it's not exactly the game, or like ODST, where you're like, okay, I see, it's vaguely uh, in the <clears> same universe. I, I can see how you would do that, hold, but um, hold on, let me circle all the way back to James Bond here. When I'm watching any James Bond film. I know that James Bond, the protagonist, is not going to die. Yeah, and it's the same with Master Chief. Well, if there were two well, protagonists, yeah, though, but Locke is not the protagonist, if, and that well, I knew. you do play as him. Though. I, but well, same with same with you play as Arbiter, and it's one of those things where the Arbiter's like, the, I, I don't give a shit what happens to the Arbiter. Master Chief has always been the protagonist. Yeah, of Halo. no, I mean, like, look, I mean, also the way they think they like saying some of the marketing campaigns where they're like, like R.I.P. Master Chief, and you're like, oh shit, did you die? But they did the same thing at the end of Halo Three. Yeah, well, the marketing campaign that was the reference I was making. Yeah, you have yeah, to beat yeah. it on Legendary to see that he's still alive. God damn it. Well, no, I mean, you don't have to play it on Legendary to see that he's still. Alive. Alive. Huh? I thought that was the ending. You, uh, the, see all they you see a little bit of uh, Requiem. Guess That's what, guys? Really Master Chief's not gonna die. It's fucking Halo. Uh, he but might. I no. still understand that the marketing <laughs> was. The, but to me, in my head, I was watching that marketing and I was going, "Oh, this is the equivalent of when a Super Nintendo game about a flying spaceship yep. is is going from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen." And they're like, "How are we gonna get kids to buy this?" Oh, let's say Emperor Gignock has taken over Galaxy S12, and only you, as fighter pilot Grandiose tw 93, can save the planet universe. And like, then those—that's the commercial. And as a kid, like, whoa! And he gets transported into it. It's like <laughs> the marketing team kind of had to come up with something because yeah. it's a game where you shoot men's, you know. And so I don't know. That that seemed obvious the to me, but I guess it wasn't obvious to a lot of people. And the fact that you guys made a joke about Halo Three. Should have um, made it clear. The, the marketing, the marketing in uh, Halo Five, is so vastly different. Yeah. Like I, I was a little upset at the way they sold the story, especially with the first, um, the very first trailer where Chief's in the poncho. Yeah, and it's like, oh wow, they're like, this is that a guy, never happens. This is a guy who's damaged and he's lost and he's looking for his lost love, who's this like digital th human thing. You're like, oh, this is all over the place. And instead, they're like, and then, then they started introducing things where, like, oh, yeah, blue team, these things you've only read about in books and comics, they're there. 
They were just surrogates for co-op. That's all it was. And I was just like, well, this, this was, it was real. I don't know. Yeah. Another one of my things too, is I was like, I was like, well, I mean, it's weird to think that you're looking for narrative in a game franchise that literally the first subtitle was combat evolved or they were like gameplay, the Robocop game, versus know? aliens. Well, but I mean, at least that's setting up some sort of plot ish no. thing. <laughs> I'm just saying combat evolved was what it was called, yeah. which seems like they're kind of saying it's always going to be. It wasn't that evolved. Well, the game's uh, the podcast is over. Thanks. Oh, man. Overwatch, Overwatch, Overwatch. We had to start a little late, actually. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if we're. No, that's not an actual. Yeah, we're we're we probably solved about fifteen minutes because there was uh, some stream fuck ups. You got to throw up. Fifteen Sorry. minutes. What do you mean fifteen minutes? Uh, the stream was down. You're gonna love hearing this. Yeah. OBS I mean, got changed. No, it didn't. It changed itself. This time we know for certain it fucking changed. It changed itself. itself? Yeah. Yeah, like Ball the main. the the audio thing, <laughs> the mic, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's working we can talk now. Talk about it after. It's working the now, baby. It's not though. Yeah, Overwatch, it's not free to play, which means it won't be like a MOBA, hopefully, lucky fuckingly. Jesus well, Christ, we still want to make a lot of money off of it, though. I'm so fine with that, I they see, can make it. But. I see lots of character DLC packs, but... Wait, skins, not, just not skins, please. No. no. $60, baby. I'll $40, $60. $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $40, $
got they just got rid of the single player part hmm. and they said we're going to keep the multiplayer because it's fun but we need to find a way to keep people paying for this since then they've learned how to do microtransactions in all their main ips um except for diablo that went poorly but <laughs> um regardless like that that's this is titan this is their new model this is the thing that's gonna they want to make money for them for the next 10 years so i can see them why they're they're not in a rush to come up with any sort of business strategy because they probably don't know so anyway. i mean i think they're gonna they might uh, we have no idea to verify this but i feel like it makes sense to do what we've said call of duty could have done Same for a while right which is just like seasons yeah oh yeah you know black ops season three as opposed to black ops three or you know like you just kind of cover that ground. So now we are playing. It's it's called the Origins Edition, right? right. Overwatch, the Origins Edition, which includes all the characters that we've seen thus far and some skins. But then it makes logical sense that season two would have a new wave of heroes in it. Or something that I think would be cool is all the heroes again, but their move sets have evolved yeah. in such a way that it doesn't unbalance the game. And then if you want to keep playing season one, you can. Yeah, season yeah. two is there. <laughs> the thing that the thing that I was really worried about when it came to Overwatch's model is something that I have whined about extensively mm-hmm. with MOBAs. I think it's justified. I think it's a justified whine. So. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's rare to hear. Usually I just have to complain at the air. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I, I don't know if I've said this specifically on the podcast, but what I find so aggravating about the MOBA setup is that... That's fancy. There's a nearly unlimited um, continuation of new mechanics and new abilities. And unlike a fighting game where you can potentially, you know, in your mental headspace, learn everything in a pretty short order, and there's a unified rule set that binds all of those characters, MOBAs just go all over the damn place. So every time you play, you see something new, which is I can see the value in, but also it's really frustrating when that new thing kills you. It feels cheap. Like, not many people, with the exception of, like, Dark Souls players, Enjoy dying over and over again. I don't. To like rules that they didn't know existed. I don't. Um, and that's typically how I feel when I play a MOBA. So when it comes to Overwatch, when it's like we're going to charge you money for this chunk of content and that chunk of content will be set for at least a while, then I can think, okay, now that the line's drawn here, I know that there's a, a finite data set to learn to become good at this game. Because, man, ugh, fucking Smite has like 18 different kinds of stun. Well, Team Fortress 2 has still been the best at that. Yes. In the sense that, like, the, the items will drop randomly, but you can also pay for them. And, at the, at the same time, they don't unbalance the game. They're just new items that you can use or not. Like, you can use the stock weapons and play Team Fortress 2 for as long as you want mm-hmm. and not feel underpowered. Which they uh, did get right at first. They did not get right at first. It took they, them years, yeah. You used to have to get achievements to unlock That's true. on a achievement service. Like yeah. Like yep. Play the pyro gun, but they the changed. Was really broken. But they changed that after a couple yeah. of months. Like they yeah. figured out that people were just idling on these achievement servers, and they're like, you know what, fuck it, just just let these things. Just drop. encouraging bad well, behavior. Well, charge yeah. farm. Yeah. Also, well, no, there was both. It was, and that's what I. And again, it never felt like it was unbalanced. And and Valve did a really good job with that. I always thought. Joel, what's there's a term for it where over time every successive MOBA character gets a little like more powerful than the last. So after a year or two. The beginning set of heroes are just underpowered naturally because of like power creep. What, what's the term for that? Oh, he's listening to something. He's probably so, watching. A musical. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know nearly as much about. I basically play one MOBA, but I will tell you that Smite at least has gone in and like Zeus, one of the first characters of the game, recently got a whole reset. Basically, they reset. They changed one of his moves. They uh, they updated all his other three moves to better compete with the opponents that he was now facing. 
So I, I think it is possible that some games, like, I, I'm sure that they all do it, but, like, maybe not as fast as you would want them to. Yeah. Where they look at the whole spreadsheet as opposed to just, like, what it influences here. So it's like, hey, we're going to introduce a new mage or whatever, or a new ranged character or a new hunter or whatever. And they just look at the other hunters and they go, how does this compare to these? As opposed to necessarily going, how does this compare the whole game. to good. a guardian or whatever? Um, but I don't know. I, I think... I think, yes, it is basically a huge game of paper, rock, scissors that has more different variations of rocks and papers and scissors than ever before. And next month, they could add a new paper or rock, which then you're going to have to figure out what that trumps and what trumps it every single time. Uh, with that said, though, we're in the Overwatch beta, and they just added, what, three, four characters? They added three characters, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And we're already, we're like, they don't feel overpowered. No, they, they feel pretty balanced, yeah. and they fit within the universe. Uh, the ice chick, the... Ice chick, <clears throat> yeah, she's pretty... She good? She's, she's she, you can she still, might be the new the new OP. Yeah, she's pretty she's if pretty you know rough to, to face. Yeah, if you know how to use her. So yeah. I've I I've been pretty deep in StarCraft for a while, and Blizzard games can be perfectly balanced, but people just don't know it yet. Uh, there are a lot of times in StarCraft, and it's even cyclical, where like one race will be deemed overpowered because players have figured out how to do this thing, but then if you give it a couple of months, people figure out how to deal with that, and then the tide kind of shifts. So. I could see the same thing happening with Overwatch, where it's got the impeccable Blizzard balance, but it's just the meta, the meta that the way that people are playing the game makes a certain character overpowered at a particular time. Hmm. I also played WoW multiplayer, and that wasn't necessarily the best balance. Yeah, hmm. uh, I didn't play any WoW multiplayer. There's so. weird things where you, I think on paper you look at it and you're like, this is all balanced, but then you cannot presume play style and yeah. the fact that like, like. So Bastion is kind of our big hang-up in Overwatch. He is the robot character that can become a turret that has a shield and basically is just a giant shooting turret all the time. I love Bastion. And he gets kills, and a lot of the plays of the games, if there's a Bastion in the game, will just be chilling. him going like... Even I get play the game as Bastion. Yeah, even Joel gets it. Um, super fun to play, but like, if you don't have someone on your team who will get behind that shield and then like take basically take one for the team to get rid of that bastion yeah. then you're kind of mm. fucked though they just introduced the new character Genji who's a ninja he can dash he's he, Hanzo's he, brother he can deflect yeah. which is the exact counter to bastion which means that every bullet that bastion fires at him will be deflected back which means that by the time Genji reaches him you can have dismantled the shield and at least displace the the you know the mm. The fortress that he creates around himself. Well, there are other, other characters like Tracer can get behind him and stuff like that too. So I mean, there there are other characters. Tracer, get, Reaper, yeah. Hanzo. I mean, which which is fine, yeah. but at the same time, Jack like it, it's again, I feel like that's still balanced. I don't I don't think there's any unbalance there. I think it's just that people don't know how to deal with it. Well, yet. also I think it's different too because the comparison to like Mobas and Smite comes up. You can't switch your character in the middle of Smite or mm, League of Legends. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a game. This is more like Team Fortress where you're like, shit, I'm getting my, I'm just getting. Fucked over by Bastion yeah. over and over. All right, I'll go Reaper, and I'll just I'll I'll go invisible or invincible. Yeah. I can I can warp to him, and then I can go invincible, and I can go behind him, and then I can do my alt and destroy yeah. everything around me. So it's I don't know. Like I, th there is balance, and I, I do like that. It's balanced. It's balanced on paper. The problem is, it's like now you get you hit yeah. you spend you spend the next like three minutes of the game not actually saying but being in chat being like guys yeah. there is a bastion in this corner Please. of the map <laughs> yeah. I can go reaper but I need someone to make sure I can get to this point and then yeah. you're just like doing it and then you're just like getting no responses whatever yep. you know
Yeah, it's um, a, it still has the frustration of some MOBAs of just teamwork. Like, we were playing last night, and we went from one team who is the worst, and then we played with another team who's really good. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, no, maybe it was because we were really good. You ever think about that, Adam? Boom. This is, this is Adam and I just playing. Oh, oh. This is Adam and I just playing, and, and yeah, it was the kind well, of situation that was the problem. You didn't have Spool and I. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it is some, it's a noticeable situation when we've all played together in this room, yeah. and it's like, we, don't, we need a healer, and then Bruce is already Mercy. Like, yeah. Bruce will immediately switch to Mercy, and then that'll keep this person alive. Oh, we can't push this point, and then I'll switch to Winston, and then I'll push people off the point, and then Bruce will keep me alive with Mercy, and then Adam will be there destroying their Bastion. Like, all these things, they all fall into peace when you can just go, hey, let's do this. We need this. This yeah. is what we need, you know? Well, on the note of balance, i got to bring some balance to my colon in the bathroom. Okay. So we're done with this podcast. Oh, yeah. what, a, what a way to end. 